are listening to an extra shot episode on the Project Zion podcast, a shorter episode that lets you get your Project Zion fix in between our full-length episodes. It might be shorter time-wise, but hopefully not in content. So regardless of the temperature at which you prefer your caffeine, sit back and enjoy this extra shot. us all sound brilliant. Perfect. (laughs) Welcome. I'm Karen Peter, and this is Common Grounds, where we have been having conversations about the liturgical or Christian calendar. Through the seasons and holy days of the liturgical calendar, we relive the story of faith, the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. In each season, we participate with our whole being through scripture and symbol and color and hymnody and practice. And as we learn about the calendar and live it as a spiritual practice, we deepen our understanding of discipleship and of Christian community. So a refresher, the calendar begins four weeks before Christmas with the season of Advent and moves through Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, Pentecost, and ordinary time. Today, we are revisiting Advent, the beginning of the Christian calendar, and we will be exploring how we can experience Advent as a formational practice, a spiritual practice. And walking with us in this today is our guest, Katie Harmon McLaughlin from Community of Christ Spiritual Formation Ministries, and that is a mouthful with that. Katie is a full-time minister with Community of Christ. She serves as a high priest, and she's a certified spiritual director. So, hi, Katie. Hi. Could you you say a couple of things about yourself so people can refresh their memory if they've heard you before or get to know you if they have not? Absolutely. Um, I have the privilege of working for Community of Christ, as you said, as um, our spiritual formation specialist and the spiritual formation team lead. I live in Sacramento, California with my husband and our um, 13-month-old daughter uh, and our giant, wonderful dog. So um, I'm really happy to be here and to talk about Advent and also uh, to share with this community. Thanks, Katie. appreciate it. So Advent is the beginning of the Christian calendar year. Um, It's not New Year's when we start. We start with the first Sunday of Advent. And it comes at a time when we are all kind of gearing up for Christmas. We're decorating not just our homes, but our churches. We want to sing Christmas hymns immediately um, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And we are busy, busy, busy with lists and shopping and craziness. And it is just that kind of time of year. But Advent isn't about being busy, Um it's about something very different. So tell us a little bit about how Advent is not part of that craziness. What a great invitation to Advent. Um, for me, Advent is an incredibly formational season. 
where we are invited into the slow process of discovering what the spirit is forming in us, which, as you already mentioned, can be extremely countercultural in the midst of our incessant need for instant gratification. Um, And I think Advent is really about reclaiming the gifts of a process that happens in us over time, even though often our need to rush to resolution feels urgent and immense in us, especially in, in, a, in a time like ours in our culture, where it feels like there's a lot of uncertainty and there are a lot of things changing and we are so tempted to rush to quick fixes and to answers. Advent is really a season where um, scripturally, as we're exploring the birth story of Jesus and the process that Mary and Joseph went through um, in their own discernment of saying yes to God's invitation to be bearers of life, we are also examining in ourselves what is coming to birth in us and how can we tend that life over this period of four weeks that stretches out into the Christmas season. So the self-examination, I would say, is probably not at the top of everybody's Christmas preparation list. (laughs) That does not seem to be what we are focusing on. As you said, it's a very commercial uh, time of year. So this whole idea of examining what's birthing in us, how would we begin to learn to look at that, to engage in that? What does that mean for us um, individually as we begin to prepare for the oncoming holiday season? Well, I think, uh, as you already mentioned, it can seem pretty foreign in a time that feels very rushed and crowded with all of the activities and the planning and the shopping to take space to really discern where God is coming to life in us. But I think that's the exact invitation of this season, Um, that if we are willing (laughs) to create the space in our daily lives and our weekly lives to pay attention to where God is moving and forming, um, then I think it can be a tremendous season of growth and anticipation for us. Um, that enriches our experience of Christmas and of living into the fullness of the Christmas season. Uh, And I think everyone can approach that in different ways. So for some people, it might look like intentional daily practice that uh, really mines the treasures of what the Advent season uh, is offering to us. For others, it might look like corporate practice through gathering together on Sunday mornings or throughout the week. But however it is that we feel called to enter the practice of preparing and tending and waiting during Advent, I think that even even a little bit of space made to just listen within and say, what is forming in me right now? Where is the spirit most alive in my life? What new life might be coming to birth that I am invited to lovingly tend? Mm -hmm. Those are such rich questions for us, especially as we're looking Uh, over the course of an entire year, preparing for one calendar year to end and another to begin, to just notice where the spirit is at work. Mm -hmm. So this um, dichotomy of instant gratification and the invitation to wait. We live in that tension during Advent. It was, um, I think it was in a book called The Season of the Nativity, which I really like for the whole process of Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany. The author of it, she calls herself an Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany extremist. 
which I find <laughs> kind of intriguing. Yeah. But she was kind of talking about some of that, what it means to enter this period of tension, of waiting, while at the same time we're anticipating um, Christmas. And it's that realization, being willing to live in that realization that Christmas has not yet come. Light has not yet come. We're waiting in this kind of darkness. And that can make people uncomfortable. Darkness, the idea that Advent is this period of darkness in which we spend this time of tension, that sounds frightening almost to people. Darkness is associated in our culture with scary things and uncomfortable and unknown things. So I think it was um, St. John of the Cross who called it luminous darkness, the darkness that's full of promise. So what does that look like for us as a people who are uncomfortable being in that kind of scary unknown waiting. One of my favorite quotes comes from the poet Wendell Berry. um, And it's very simple. (laughs) He says, the seed is in the ground. Now may we rest in hope while darkness does its work. And I think that's such a beautiful description of this reality of how a process of life unfolds in us and also parallels the unfolding that occurs in the natural world. Um, And so as the seed enters into darkness and breaks open, life is happening in that place beyond what I can touch or control or manipulate. There's this sort of sacred trusting in the darkness as a place um, that is fertile and rich for growing life that will happen as it needs to happen. So I think that image can be um, maybe an image that, can help put us at ease <laughs> a little bit about the role of darkness mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. And also that um, the phrase that you used from St. John of the Cross of luminous darkness is so powerful. Um, you know, St. John of the Cross, as he's talking about experiences of being in the dark night of the senses or dark night of the soul, um, he says it's like we are actually being blinded by a great light and that our own um, sense of spiritual perceptivity is just not accustomed to the luminous presence of this light that at first it feels like we are blinded and in a great darkness, but really that is um, evidence of intimacy and closeness with God, perhaps in a new way that we have never experienced before. So as we approach um, the Advent season in this period of time in 2018 with all of the things happening around the world, which are um, sometimes frightening, sometimes uh, liberating, sometimes make us weep with despair, sometimes make us jump and dance with joy. All of this happens during this Um, this season of Advent, we can't step away from our lives in the world and our global awareness to wait um, silently. So how do we make space, not just personally, but how do we make space in the midst of everything that goes on in the world? Well, I think to begin, a wise friend of mine says, spirit is always seeking incarnation in everything, in every moment, in every person. And I think Advent is this beautiful invitation into this paradox that 
God is already always present in every single experience and encounter of life, even in the darkest and most despairing places. And yet spirit is always seeking fresh life. And our attention to the spirit opens up channels for that fresh life to be expressed and experienced in ways that can be healing and transformational for our individual lives, relationships, families, communities, and also for our global community. I think, um, you know, one of the most important things we can do, especially in times like these where it feels like the divide between us is growing and there's one tragedy after another that is heartbreaking and causes us to question, you know, how do we engage meaningfully in our world? Cultivating space where we can listen deeply and authentically to where the spirit is moving in us can help us respond to the urgencies of our moment of this moment from a place of deeper integrity and authenticity and sustainability. Um, that I think can be truly transformational in the long term. So even though sometimes we might associate silence with passivity, I think Mm -hmm. that silence can be a rich and fertile place where courage and prophetic action come to birth in us. And so if we can see the season of Advent as this unfolding formational experience of really tending What is most alive? Where is spirit seeking incarnation? Where is new life seeking to come forth out of the darkness of this moment, out of the darkness of the current circumstances of our lives? It can be this profound opportunity for us to be aware enough to experience that new life in its fullness when it seeks to come. As you were speaking, I was thinking of this would be a marvelous opportunity in Advent to invite someone into that space, to cultivate that space, and to wait together as a practice through Advent. A wonderful way to reflect, whether it's for reconciliation at the beginning of the new year, or whether it's for courage or support, whatever that might be, be a marvelous time. Thank you for that. So active, not passive waiting, not passive silence, but active uh, silence. The journey of Advent is this kind of waiting with God and waiting in this tension, waiting where there's joy and despair. Sybil Macbeth, a writer of Advent, says it's where uh, faith and fear hold hands in this space together. And I would think that in our spiritual journey and our formational journey, we often only want to look towards the faith or the positive. But there is this reality of our whole being in Advent as we wait and anticipate. So I know for me, I would prefer to know what's going to happen. And so an Advent that makes me very uncomfortable to wait for the unknown in this invitation. But um, trying to be true to the spirit of common grounds I try to practice of that in the Advent season. How will you observe the Advent season this year in your own spiritual formation? Well, I think for me, during each of the significant, well, I should say every season in the liturgical year is significant in its own way. But especially Advent and Lent feel like special times of really focusing my own spiritual practice in a deeper way. And so you know, I have not yet decided exactly how I will spend the Advent season. Um, 
last year I tried to experiment with the practice of centering prayer as a way of creating more spaciousness to just listen for where spirit was at work. And this year, I don't know yet. Um, I might journey with a book that speaks to me or with um, a poem or a scripture. I may just simply reserve space each morning to um, listen in silence and journal my reflections about that time of prayerful tending to what is forming. Um, but I think there's a variety of ways that people can enter into that space of practice and anticipation. So I'm a very visual learner, and I have shared on Common Grounds before that last year throughout the liturgical calendar year, my mantle was my visual reminder of what season we were in. And um, Ray and I would really plan what that was going to look like for each season, because that would be our prompt, our reminder of where we were and what we were about in that particular aspect of our journey. This year, after reading um, a text that I picked up at an abbey in California by Friar Anselm Grun, he talked about the Advent wreath and using it in a different way in spiritual formation. So in Community of Christ, we assign each Sunday joy, hope, uh, love, peace. And when we light the candles, that's the meaning we assign to each each candle, but they kind of stand alone, if you will, each Sunday. So he talks about the candles. When you light the first candle, it's the yearning for unity and the oneness. When you light the two candles, it's the duality of the light and darkness in which we reside. The three, uh, creator, uh, redeemer, sustainer, or father, son, uh, spirit, however you want to refer to Trinity. And then the four is creation, the elements of creation, water, air, fire, earth. So I think this year, that's going to be my visual um, reminder. Um, for There's something about that that resonates with my kind of West Coast spirituality that works um, for me in that. And I think that's what we will do. There are many, many ways that families, individuals, friends can find um, practices that work for them that may even be unique to them. But what are some recommendations that you might have for people that are practical helps our listeners could look to if they're not um, familiar with spiritual practices? What are some specific things they could do either as individuals as a group, small group, or as a family? My first response is um, an invitation to keep it simple, uh, to find the practice that speaks to you, whether it's through symbols or images or silence, um, and to not overcomplicate it. Because I think that the gift of the Advent season is really to create spaciousness, uh, not to impose on ourselves one more thing that we feel like we have to do and trying to figure out the structure of a practice to make sure we're doing it right. <laughs> it <feels laughs> um, Spiritual formation in 12 easy steps. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Uh, but I do think that simplicity can be a really helpful practice for the Advent season, especially because it seems to be something that we yearn for in the midst of the rush to Christmas. Um, and so maybe for someone that looks like 
you know, all I can give is five minutes of silent attending. And that is what I'm going to give each day. And if we can just enter those five minutes with no agenda, but to simply be present to where spirit is at work in us, even in that moment, in that morning, in that day, in that night, wherever it is that we find ourselves, I think that can be a powerful and transformational practice that is extremely simple. Um, I think it's, it's wonderful when people want to pair together or be in community to explore together the invitations of any season. And in Advent, um, I would again encourage simplicity in practicing community, you know, to find, to find that one thing that feels most natural, um, whether that is finding an image that you want to dwell with throughout the season or, or a practice um, like lighting Advent candles and allowing those symbols to speak to different realities that um, deepen reflection um, or, you know, sitting in silence with another person or with a community for a few moments of just simple tending and listening and then sharing together what emerged out of that time. Um, I think, you know, you mentioned earlier that it can be scary to sit mm-hmm. in the dark <laughs> and figuratively, you know, we're, speak, we're sitting in the dark during the Advent season. And so having companions uh, to walk with us in the, into those places that sometimes we would rather not go uh, can be a really important experience mm-hmm. for us to have the courage to go into yeah. those places. Um, there's a quote by Gerald May where he says, sometimes the only way we can, we can explore the deeper dimensions of the journey is by being unable to see where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think that's true. Um, Another author says that we are engaged in endlessly inventive evasion (laughs) of the spirit's invitation in our lives. And, you know, we're not used to living in uncertainty and waiting and, and um, holding those tensions of darkness and light and wholeness in ourselves And so to be able to walk with others and say, we're going to hold space for each other to hear the sacred wisdom that's emerging from our own souls about what the spirit is forming in us during this time. Um, And the us can mean us as individuals, us as a congregation, us as a spiritual community, us as a family, us as a global community. Um, What is coming to life? To me, that simple question can be so powerful in reorienting our expectation of what the spirit is doing in us in this time. So I've mentioned a couple authors and you have quoted some wonderful um, authors as well. The um, Sybil Macbeth, the season of the nativity is the author of this uh, text where she is a Christmas Advent and Epiphany extremist. And then I mentioned Father Anselm Gruen. His text is Your Light Gives Us Hope, 24 Daily Practices for Advent. Do you have resources that might be helpful for people to um, introduce them to Advent? One of my favorite Advent resources comes from Jan Richardson, and it's her book, Night Visions. Speaking of sitting in the dark. (laughs) And she does a beautiful job through both artwork and poetry and prose and reflections of inviting us um, into the gifts of darkness, the gifts of the Advent night. Um, So that's one that I would highly recommend. There's also a book called Watch for the Light, Readings for Advent and Christmas, that um, 
is a collection of a variety of authors from Annie Dillard to Meister Eckhart um, to Henry Nouwen and many others. It gives brief excerpts of some of their essential writings through the Advent season. So those are two that I would recommend. Um, But I can also share that our uh, World Church Spiritual Formation Ministries is going to be sharing an Advent online retreat uh, that is an opportunity for people to come together in sacred community virtually and explore what what the spirit is forming in us during this time. And then, of course, um, I have to mention that through Daily Bread, we are always offering practices that relate to each season and reflections and stories from around the global church um, to help people continue to explore Uh, how each season is speaking to us and forming us in different ways. So if our listeners aren't familiar with Daily Bread, they can get that in several different ways. And the easiest, if you have a smartphone, is on the app, the Community of Christ app, which includes the Daily Bread reading and practice each day. But also through um, signing up electronically, it can be delivered to your inbox Mm-hmm. Um, each day as well. And you can do that through the Community of Christ website if you Google Daily Bread in the search bar and find that. Um, and that is an, a resource that Katie takes very seriously and works on, as I um, am aware. So this uh, online retreat, Advent retreat, will this come in the traditional Community of Christ announcement methods? Yes. So people can look for their e-news or check the app or go on the Community of Christ website and find that information fairly soon. Very soon. Okay. An e-news, Community of Christ announcements page, and announced through our social media channels as well. Great. Thank you. So, Katie, I really appreciated this conversation. I know I have some um, titles written down for continued reading for me and also some wonderful ways uh, that have come to mind just through our conversation that will um, deepen and broaden um, our family's Advent experience this year. You made a comment um, earlier where you talked about this sense of what is coming to life, what is being birthed, what is the fresh life that is being born through the Advent season. And that's such a lovely image when we remember that this is the beginning of the Christian calendar. It is the advent of a new cycle for us, a new life for us, a new uh, Christian calendar year. So may we all experience that fresh life being birthed in us this Advent season in ways that deepen our discipleship and our faithful response to God's Spirit. So I want to thank you. Uh, Do you have any closing comments or thoughts or uh, quote that you'd like to share with us before we close? Well, I'm also grateful for the opportunity to have this conversation. And um, I think each season represents for us the cycles in our own spiritual lives. Um, And so even if you're listening and you're thinking, I don't know if there's anything coming to life in me. (laughs) You know, I would just encourage um, listeners to think back over the course of their lives and to recognize the way the spirit cycles um, within us new life and 
experiences of ordinary time and living through those times of release and letting go that happen um, in Lent and death and resurrection that occur in Easter. And I think that all of that, living through those cycles year after year, continues to open us and form us as people who yearn for deeper life in the spirit and connection with God and one another. So I echo your own prayer and hope. And my prayer is that this Advent season will be a formational opportunity to just practice, experiment with listening within and sensing where the spirit is inviting new life in each of us and in our world. Thank you. This, uh, this is Common Grounds, where we talk about the liturgical calendar, and we've been visiting with Katie Harmon McLaughlin and preparing us for the Advent season. I'm Karen Peter. We look forward to another episode soon. Thanks for listening to the Project Zion podcast. Thanks for listening to Project Zion podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast streaming service you use, and while you are there, give us a five-star rating. Project Zion Podcast is sponsored by Latter-day Seeker Ministries of Community of Christ. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are of those speaking and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Latter-day Seeker Ministries or Community of Christ. Music has been graciously provided by Dave Hines.